and welcome to Radio Free Brooklyn. This is Lost and Rewound. I'm your host, Jimmy Hoffman. And I'm your other host, Alon Danziger. And it's time to get embarrassed with us. Howdy, folks. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome again to another edition of Lost and Rewound here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Howdy, indeed. We are out in the old west. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, actually, you say that because, uh, you know, we do tape the, these shows uh, a little far in advance, and I'm headed out west in a little bit. Oh, really? I'm going to go on the old trail. I, I, I think I'll do a little bit of trail hopping. Cool. I, I would hope so. Where, um, where are you headed to? Uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, that should be a good time, man. And then spending a little time in Vancouver, Canada as well. I've heard that's like one of the most beautiful places in the country, man. So next show after this, we look forward to giving you some, if I can at least make it happen, some remote interviews with people. I don't know if we're going to have tapes per se, but I certainly look forward to the chance to talk with some fellow folks who I know out there, as opposed to folkish fellows, fellow <laughs> folks out out in the West, just as well as what they may have. You may be asking, what what do they have? I mean, I'm telling you, if, it, if there's any place in the country with people with tapes... Portland seems like an <laughs> That's right. Lost and Rewound is specializing in the world of tape recordings from yesteryears. And if you have anything that you want to contribute, lostandrewound at gmail.com is your email address to send to. Best friend growing up. I've known this guy for holy bejeez, twenty-seven years going on. Been a long, yeah. long time. Yeah, his name is Zachary Poots. Uh, he actually, at this current point in time, is working mostly with stop motion, doing animation. But he's also done a lot of work doing gaffing on movie sets and commercials and the like. So again, welcome, Zach. Uh, hello, guys. Where are you calling from on this day? Uh, I am in. Disgustingly humid Cape Canaveral, Florida. Mm. Uh, I'm 
visiting my mother for about a week, and uh, I can't be outside for more than 10 seconds, otherwise it feels like, you know, my soul is melting. (laughs) (laughs) And you left New York. It is so nice in New York right now. It is actually really nice. This week is It's like, we've had, I'm telling you, man, we've had like, the last month was like winter. June comes, it gets boiling hot, and now, like the moment you left town, it was like, oh, so nice, so nice, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Two weeks ago, we were talking about a tape that you and Jimmy got a chance to record when you were but babes, and it was Josh and Jeff on a doom journey. On that doom journey. (laughs) Do you you recall this at all? Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember there being a few of them. Um, there are a few of them. We I never found yeah. any of the of the other tapes. You might have them somewhere in your basement, or maybe they got tossed out. But I only ever found the one. Damn. Well, the tape had a little bit of an issue, <laughs> to say the I, least. Basically, either we were off mic by mistake, and we just didn't talk into the mic for a third of it, or we were trying to write the story for the rest of the for the second half of it. And we were off mic while we were like creating the rest of the story, and we just left the thing recording. So we don't we don't really know, but uh, there's somewhere you can kind of hear, and it sounds like a lot of action is happening, like somewhere very <laughs> close to the recorder, but not actually being recorded. That's uh, that's incredible. But what's what's really great, man, and and again, I only got to listen to this for the first time when we when we did air it a couple weeks ago, and I, I've only listened to, like the first few minutes of it. Mm. But I definitely feel, and we'll see this from the clip. I'll bring it up. Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Actually, now please don't. There, 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 because there are many cats in many bags many, about many to be un- unveiled. And you know, cats in bags is like super fun for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't we? Uh, why don't we throw some of that on and let's yeah. take a listen? We we listened to the first portion before it got garbled up two episodes ago. What we are going to uncover on this episode is what I actually found out is the remainder. And there is about a half hour's worth of which we will listen piece by piece. And uh, you let me know what you think after this first one. You trick this thing. It has really strong bone arrows and they're metal. We gotta trick it to kill it. Okay, I'll get the rope. Yeah, I, I, I got a good idea. Can you be fast and slick? Yes. So, what you have to do is tie the rope to this tree to the other tree and be very fast about it. Then he'll trip over it and we'll stab it. Okay, here I go. Whoa! The goblin tripped over the rope and Josh was about to stab it. But instead of hitting the goblin, he chopped the rope. And the goblin was gone. He vanished. It must be the finisher of doom. Again? How could he live? We killed him, the Minotaur. He must have vanished into a person. Yeah, he must have. And now he's good. I don't know what can do about that stupid old, shitting old Minotaur of Doom. Don't say a curse, Josh. But he's dumb. All right, all right. Now, we gotta get that Minotaur of Doom before he disappears again. You have to kill him while he's a human. Okay. Meanwhile, Claus V and his assistant, Vanisher of Doom, were talking about the two heroes. Vanisher of Doom? They almost killed me! You are Vanisher of Doom, you fool! You don't know... You don't know anything! But they almost killed me! 
I was a goblin, I tripped over a stupid rope, and they almost stabbed me, but luckily you teleported me here. Yes. Well, I don't care if you die. I care if I die. If you die, I don't care. So, just turn into something bigger, much bigger, bigger, bigger than a minotaur even, and kill them easily, or else I'll kill you. Okay, now okay, okay, master, but how about a T-Rex? Will that be good? No, how about a giant? A one-eyed giant. You mean a cyclops? Yep, a giant cyclops. That sounds good. I'll kick their butt so hard. They won't be able to sit down for 55 weeks. Not 55 weeks, 55 years. That sounds better. Now go! It'll take me a little while to turn into a one-eyed cyclops. It's so big that it might take me a, a pretty long time. Get, you have, you have at least six months to get back. And if you don't get back, by six months, when you come back, you'll be banished. And you all know what banished means. Killed! Okay, six months? Right, six months. I'll try, your majesty. Uh, six months is a very reasonable amount of time for to be giving your underling uh, the chance to... Uh, <laughs> You get the job done as a cyclops too, no less. So yeah, let's just give me your first impressions and what do you what did you think about that? Uh, okay, first thing I thought was uh, I was kind of pissed off that I sound so much like Chazu from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> and how I sound like uh, like a, just a, like a miniature version of myself. <laughs> yeah, you saw, yeah, you already got the like you you got your we were working on your your tour guide voice right? you were like. Ready, where you go? I'm telling you. Know, you. I, I sound like a little bitch. Trying to do cool voices. <laughs> That's part of the discovery of uh, listening to yourself as a younger person. I mean, shoot. I mean, my entire catalog of Danziger Zone is what the, the thing I used to call it when I would record myself and other friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's funny when you take it out of context. <laughs> the Danziger Zone. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I sounded like a little girl. I mean, that's that's the whole – everybody sounds like little girls, just just not Jimmy. Jimmy had a, a refined, mature voice for uh, – well, actually, let me let me clarify. So how old were you guys again? He says you were six. I don't believe him at all. How old were you all? Well, when we were neighbors, right? That was the – Yeah. And what you, so you, we were, you I was on Tenth Street? Yeah, and you moved when you were eight, right? At the latest. At the I very was in latest. Florida when I was nine. Yeah, I see. You moved to Twelfth Street before you went to Florida, right? Yeah, we were in Twelfth Street for a couple of years because I had I bounced from one hundred seven to three twenty one. He's talking about PS one hundred seven and PS three twenty one. This is yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all the, the Park Slope School, school parts, politics, yeah. old school <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so yeah. so exactly. So that's why when I think about it, if this was on because when me and Zach knew each other, we because we were next door neighbors growing up, and then he moved away again, like probably when he was six or seven, like he moved out 
I'm a, I'm almost a year older than him. I'm nine months older. So I'm pretty sure that I was like he was like five or he was six and I was seven it's, it's or, or he was five and I was six. It's incredible because the attention to detail of all the creatures is really magnificent. I don't even think I knew what a cyclops was at that age. We were like kind of a real, I guess, detail-oriented kids. We, we were like I think even not too like long after that we had started learning HTML and we were putting together little – like shit websites. Um, yeah, we act. We had just as like very little kids. We 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 built a website where remember Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's actually Nosfartasu. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was. You're right. It was Nosfartasu. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Indeed, indeed. But it was basically uh, a website where we had came up with sort of a storyline and sort of like we were we were trying to figure out a game where you would play you would be like a vampire right that was the idea everyone would be a vampire and you had like vampiric abilities um and then yeah. we just used i guess the whole cool thing was you'd have like a little character bio we made on the website that we did in html was it tripod or was it angel fire or what, what did you it use? was uh it might yeah it might have been it was one of those definitely right yeah, it was definitely it was Geo Cities. The Geo Cities, the yeah. other white, exactly. There were there were three back then, exactly. And then we used for everyone's image, they had a little sprite from uh, Guilty Gear. You know, that video game Guilty Gear. Uh, yeah. Not familiar, but oh, I take your word for it. I had like a little a little like pose, like he was waiting for fighting. Guilty mm-hmm. Gear was sort of like imagine Street Fighter if all the characters were punks. You okay. Know, cross punks. Like <laughs> final, like final fight, basically, in a sense. Sort of. Take all yeah. the final fight enemies and put them into a fighting game. Exactly. It wasn't so apparent in this clip, but it was the last time that we played the other clip. Was that in the first time when we started the story, Zach? You were definitely the one writing the story, and I was just along for the ride. And this one, I definitely feel like I was getting a little bit. I maybe I was starting to get my flow a little bit more. But the first time, like, you were you were literally cueing me. We could hear you off, Mike. Telling me what to say. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, now you say, okay, cool. And I'd be like, okay, cool. <laughs> now now you're going to say we're going to do this. And like literally you were writing the whole thing. You've always been like the more creative of the two of us when it came to storytelling and stuff like that. It just was never really my forte. You know, I was more of like, like the character guy. And then you were the guy, that, the brains of the operation. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I uh, Honestly, when I, when I think back, you know, action figures and all that. Uh, I, to me, it was just right on a, you know, right on an even ground there. Like, I mean, well, I mean, you had a lot of the cool toys and stuff. You know, we we like we definitely played a lot of uh, a lot of your stuff, if I remember. It's true. I true. had that like piece of shit Captain Planet toy, and I just buried it. <laughs> I was I was super hype on the action figures. That's true. I, I, I honestly I feel like you were the one that masterminded this this tape, man. I feel like you were probably the one that said we should do. A storyline, like, like a history or, or whatever, like the idea that we did. I'm trying to think. As far as other creative endeavors when we were kids, we did the website. What else did we do besides doing that website, too? A lot of, like, drawing. A whole lot of action figures. Yeah. Definitely a lot of action figures. Uh, uh, you know, it was just sort of a, I think, anything we could get our hands on. Do you remember, do you remember going in the backyard on 10th Street and just catching bugs and cutting them in half? I definitely remember that. <laughs> Yeah, I was like a little sadistic bastard back then. I mean, who would have thought with that like tiny clown voice that I was born with? I remember, I remember salting slugs. Um, I remember getting pill bugs and crushing them, cutting worms into ten pieces. The classic little boy stuff. Yeah, this this makes me feel better that clearly there was no differentiation of city boys and country boys in terms of things to pass the time when you couldn't uh, go play playing video games at all. 
Why not? Yeah, I mean, I, well, our dad, you know, he, my dad was like, you guys got to go to the park and hit each other with sticks. That, I remember that was the old one. <laughs> we used to do that a lot. Yep, he'd go, get out of the house, go to the park and hit each other with sticks. <laughs> so we'd be like, okay. You sound like an officer <laughs> O'Malley when you say that? <laughs> I always yeah, try to do an Irish accent and it comes out like totally off and not at all what your dad sounded like. <laughs> like I can't you know, do your I, dad's I voice. I for you, Jim, about that clip. At this point in our life, because obviously this is a big deal for us when it happened, but do you think we had already encountered Dragon Ball Z, and that's why, like, we knew how important it was for waiting. <laughs> fifty-five weeks, not fifty-five yeah. years. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I think we might have, or actually, the way around. Yeah, I definitely remember watching Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z at a really young age, and and really influencing. Um, I think a lot of the way that we thought about storyline. You're exactly right. I need to that, be like, charging. Action is like fifty-five weeks of nothing happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, what a good story is. We like learned like the worst lesson. You know, I think about Dragon Ball Z when Goku was trying to become Super Saiyan. <laughs> For the whole entire series, the whole, Yeah, it was like yeah. at least a season where he was becoming Super Saiyan. If you think about how that season, say it was on for six months and I was like seven at the time, that was like, <laughs> it was like 15% of my life I was waiting for this guy to become Super Saiyan. We have more to listen to, gentlemen. I believe that more answers will be uncovered about what kind of influences you guys uh, were clearly uh, grasping from in this next clip. Shall we? Meanwhile, the two heroes walk into a cliff. A cliff. Say, whoa, Jeff, that's a long fall. Whoa, Jeff, that's a long, long fall. Then let's stop walking and then we won't fall down. I think I'm sick, Jeff. Well, we better look down that cliff. Maybe it'll feel you better. Uh, we better look down that cliff and may- maybe it might make you feel better. How could it f- make me feel better? It'll make me feel like I'm gonna fall like this. Ah! Josh started falling. And Vanisher of Doom sneaked behind Jeff and pushed them down. Luckily, Jeff and Josh uh, uh, hanged on to a ledge. Vanisher of Doom thought they were dead, but they really, but they really weren't. <laughs> I've killed them. Little master sees me. He'll be so glad. Meanwhile, two months has passed, and he's not back. Two months has passed, and he's not back. Where is he? Right here, your majesty. I've killed them. I pushed them off a cliff. I know everything. You didn't. They're hanging on to a ledge still. You gotta be kidding me. Look into my crystal ball. Then you'll see. You're right. I can't believe it. They got long fingers, you know. So, you got five. You got you got four more months left. Okay. 
How about I'll step on their fingers? Then they'll see how they like that. Okay. Luckily, there's only one ledge. <coughs> okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I can't hold on any longer, Josh. You have to. Yeah, because you're holding down to my foot. Yeah, and then we'll both die. And there'll be no heroes to beat Claw's vein. So, so you better hang on, or else, or else the whole village will be destroyed. And then they'll blame it all on us. But we'll be already dead. They'll blame it on us. They'll throw. They won't. They won't bury us. They'll burn us to bits and throw our ashes in the crap in the garbage can. How do any uh anyway? How do you know about Claw's vein? I can see him. I can tell, cause the he has a crystal ball and he looks in it and he sees us. So that's how he knows that. We're not dead yet. Oh, I thought you saw the rock from here, and you saw him, and you and you heard what he's saying. Well, I just look up, and I don't see no clouds. All I see is Claw's vein, and he can hear me speaking right this instant. And then we're gonna somehow have to. We're gonna have to somehow. Break that crystal bar, or else he might be able to control us soon. Yeah, let's do that, and we have to, or else if you don't do it with me, after we don't die, I'll have to kill you. Uh, that's pretty casual there for hanging on <laughs> a ledge. It's just like, I, I can just envision, like, dry, like two people just, like, laying on being like, hey, so, uh, how's the life and kids? Uh, you know, it's been better. Meanwhile. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good thing we had long fingers, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, the thing I really like, and it was in the first clip that we, that we did, said, you said, hey, Jimmy, can you be fast and slick? <laughs> And I was just like, yeah. And that became your, like, trademark. Yo, that is, it was so funny because I just thought to myself, yo, that's exactly how I describe myself in two words. Fast and slick. Fast and slick. Uh, I, I love the pauses between the microphone hats off. That might be my favorite thing. <laughs> you're t- you're exactly like- right. We had to pause so we could both, because he had that little crappy mic. Hand it back and forth. Like, You're exactly. A good, like, beat of downtime between everything. It's, like, amazing. Oh, and then there's a, a couple instances where we'll be talking, and you'll tell we definitely forgot to talk into the mic. And we'll just... Yeah, yeah oh, I caught that. That was so great. Um, and again, the fact that the bad guy's name is Claws Vane. Still trying to figure that yeah, one out. I, I don't know what that was. I was. Uh, I thought maybe it was, like... I thought his name was Paul for a second. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That'd be a great name for a troll. Well, Paul is his dad's name. (laughs) (laughs) As the villain of the story. The the only thing I can think of that Claw's Vane sounds a little similar to was the bad guy in um, Inspector Gadget. Oh. Um, Is it The Claw Claw. or just Claw? Dr. Claw. Dr. Claw, yeah. Yeah. I'll get you gadgets next time. That's perfect. That's (laughs) perfect. 
That was a really good uh, claw, man. You're exactly right. And you never see him. You only saw his arm in the armchair. That always pissed me off. I'm like, damn it. I want to know what Dr. Claw looks like. And then they came up with that, dare I say, really shitty live action version where they actually gave Dr. Claw a face. And it just ruined it for me. It was over at that point. (laughs) Who did they get to play him? Who? Dr. Claw? Yeah. I forget the guy's name. It's the, uh, forget the, what the hell's his name? Uh, British fellow. Who played that Inspector Gadget? It was the Matthew guy. Broderick played Inspector Gadget. That was Matthew Broderick. You're right. You're yeah, right. I forget. That, that's who, god awful. I forget who played Doctor Claw though. Jack Black. No, 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 no. It was some. It was some very handsome British fellow. The whole thing could have come out of Inspector Gadget. I mean, the like '80s cutback to like the villains planning. Yeah. yeah, and then the crystal ball, like always watching what the characters are doing, type crap. You know, also reminds me of Power Rangers, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, Rita Repulsa. Who? What was the name of the of the guy? Uh, Zed. Zed. The, that was the big the orb in the the head in the in the tube. I was I was thinking that was the villain that came after Rita Repulsa. The guy who looked like um he had metal over like musculature, right? Yeah, exactly. That guy was much cooler than Rita. Definitely. <laughs> and More then, diabolical. And then there was the um, the cat beast dude. Man, you've lost me already. I don't you don't know, know, like the gold, Goldar or whatever. Goldar, I, yeah, 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 that's right. Like a blue head, a cat face, wings. Oh, I think I actually know exactly. Yeah, so basically all the bad guys in that show were just an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, you know, other than old cartoons and stuff, it really made me think of uh, The Cliffs of Insanity. Like, I, I mean, that was like one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, The uh, Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah, and there was like that scene where, uh, what the, um, Carrie Ills, who is it? Yeah, yeah. Carrie Ills, yeah. Yeah, he's got to, like, hang on. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, I thought that was super scary. That's probably where you got the inspiration from, man. I'm trying to even remember the last time I saw it. Never-ending story freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, oh, kids, like, horse sinking into... Into a swamp. So tragic. There was some creepiness in that in that film for sure. I definitely, you know, you're not wrong because I definitely feel like I had a nightmare or two from it. There's always some traumatizing image from a movie or a TV show that stays with you. For me, the toys coming to life and look who's talking to. <laughs> I swear to God, to this day, I still recall that first scene. That's pretty good, man. That's pretty good. Let's let's keep it up. All right. So meanwhile, meanwhile, hey, here comes Manager of Doom. You better climb up, and then I'll think we're there. Let's put our fake hands on it. Okay. All right. Now let's behind that. Let's be um hide behind that ledge right there. Okay. <laughs> their fingers are right there. I can't believe they're still holding Don. Leap. Hey, they're fake fingers. I can't believe it, but they're slippery too. Drop. Oh no, they went under my foot, Trip. Ah! Vanisher of Doom fell off the cliff. And they thought he was dead. But he vanished again and went back to his master's hut. Where is that Vanisher of Doom? He hasn't killed them yet. I can't believe it! He should be dead! He should. But then, stupid. Oh, the stupid old Claw's vein teleported him, and now he's laying there on the floor of Claw's vein's house. You mean rock? Yes, whatever. Suddenly, the ledge that they were holding onto broke, and they both fell. 
they landed on the ground with a thump. Thump! And they hurt themselves very, very, very badly. Oh, Josh, are you alive? I think so. We gotta get to a town and turn We gotta get a, a life potion quickly. If we could stand up, but I can't stand. That's because a rock fell on your leg. I'll carry you to a town and then we'll get a life potion. <laughs> What? <sighs> Alright, we're out of town. We better open that door. It says Potion House. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. We have to get two. Two life potions. Okay. Two life potions coming up. That would be 10,000 bucks. This is very important, sir. Please don't make us pay. Okay, okay, only this once. We're only being in this town this once. Jeff whispered to Josh. Go, 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 go. Go, go, go. I feel better, don't you? Not really. Oh, you still feel sick, right? Yeah. Let's go to the doctor. Uh, okay. A few hours later, we're at the doctor. Are we there yet? Yes. Um, to go to the doctor, that would be um uh, two bucks. I, I I can handle that. Alright, now, I got a four bucks, because me and him. Oh, only him. Alright, that would be two bucks. Okay, I already paid. Let's go to the doctor's office. Excuse me? Doctor, my friend doesn't feel that good. He's getting very sick. Okay, I think some very quick. Am I better yet? No, 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 just a few minutes you have to wait. Okay? You sound like you're Spanish, but Chinese. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, I am. Okay, let's start with the stuff. Now, all you have to do is lie in bed for a few days. And you got you gotta go to sleep. But we're travelers. We don't have any bits. We live a long way from here. Remember the blankets that we brought? What did you say? Oh, I was just saying the blankets that we brought. Okay. Well, bye bye. Good luck traveling to where everyone to go. Good luck. Bye bye. Oh Lord! Wow, that was funny. <laughs> that was that was oh, so Lord. good. <laughs> I I mean, I, what I've learned is is that uh, when you play Final Fantasy of or any kind of RPGs, 
probably you just associate that the potion house is basically no different than your average <laughs> Brooklyn bodega. Yeah, <laughs> 90s racism. I'm telling I don't know that I've ever heard you, even in childhood or now. I don't that I really remember you doing an accent, like doing voices, man. I love how I even, even as a kid, I said, you sound Spanish or Chinese. <laughs> I thought honestly now, if I if I think about it, to me you sounded Indian or Jamaican. There was a little Jamaican at one point. I think there was like a Scottish point. There. <laughs> it was it was everything in between. I mean, the, just the simple fact that you did this accent, it was. I mean, that was priceless, dude. That was truly something. I have to say. Good God, that was that was a nightmare. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the fact that it was you and not me is what is like to me super startling because I will adapt my accent to whoever I'm speaking to. So if I'm in a situation and someone's speaking to me in a Chinese accent, I will just speak to them in a Chinese accent back, mm-hmm. which can be perceived by many. <laughs> it's very racist. People think it's a very racist thing to do. I tell people, like, oh, I'm just trying to have them feel comfortable with me. So I want to speak in a way that they understand. So if a guy comes up to me and he goes, which way do I go to get to Times Square? I'm like, oh, right here. Walk down the street. You go two blocks and you see a big sign. You're there. <laughs> You're just on your own doom journey right now. <laughs> I, I did that one time just like that. And the guy goes, oh, thank you. So hard. Everybody in the city, nobody knows how to talk, but you know how to say words. And I was like, you know, sometimes you meet somebody with a like a mind. <laughs> again, half switching at its extreme. Exactly. That Again, the fact that that was you, Zach, and that you <laughs> did this voice. I don't think I'm ever going to forget that. That was the best thing to happen to me in a long time. <laughs> uh, very surprising. In case you're joining us just now, uh, you're listening to Lost and Rewound on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we're talking with longtime friend Jimmy Hoffman. Our esteemed guest is Zachary Poots. We, we've gone through half, and we still have a little more to go. Um, and by a little more, I mean the other half. <laughs> So what do you think so far? I don't even know where to begin. It's uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's funny to hear all these old voices and stuff. It's definitely giving me a bunch of like nostalgia. I'm remembering parts of like the basement a lot. Right, because you you guys were recording out. specifically in your basement. Yeah, it had like this really green, gross rug, like a, a carpet. Oh really. God, like, yeah, that was yeah. that was god awful. That rug. Yeah, I remember that hole in the wall from or the door from the Power Rangers head. Yeah, that brother through. So, like, Zach had an older brother, seven years older than Zach, right, and so, six years older than me. And we used to, when we were kids, always um, try to play jokes on his brother. Mostly, were like if his brother had a girl over at the house, mm-hmm. we would bust in and like moon him. Or uh, Zach would do truffle shuffle or something like that. Um, oh yes, that's I've heard these stories. Before. Yeah, it's all coming to me now. <laughs> and then there was one time we were running away from him. And his brother chased us and threw a Power Ranger doll at us, like, really hard. Like a ninja star. It went through the door. It went through the door. Yeah. And then there was another time when he threw an onion at me. Did you hear that one where he threw an onion at me? An onion? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember this, Zach? No. You don't remember the time he threw the onion at me? This time we were running. I was trying to run upstairs, and he hit me in the back of the head with, like, a really big yellow onion. And uh, the onion exploded into a million pieces, and he hit me direct, and uh, I sort of, like, spun out. I remember that he hit me in the head. It was such a direct hit that I just, like, fell to the ground, and I kind of couldn't believe what had happened. I feel like in a lot of those instances growing up, like, if it was something that was really awesome and cool, I didn't care if it hurt, you know? (laughs) Yeah, but, Jim, I mean, the thing is, 
be clear about it, as our group of friends, you know, got older and even when we were younger, if if somebody got hurt, it was like it was Jim. Like Jim <laughs> was the kid that would like that would accidentally hurt his ankle and like or Jim would get hit in the mouth with a snowball. Yeah. You know, and it was like the day it was like Jim Days over. Jim was like uh, <laughs> you, you was managed you got banged up, man. Like, we would like try something stupid, it was always you getting launched. No, do you remember when uh, when your brother he'd given us he tried to give me an atomic wedgie one time? And if for those of you out there that don't know what an atomic wedgie is, that's where you get the underwear and you pull it out of the back of the guy's pants and you put it over the top of the person's head. So he tried to do that to me, and he was trying to get it over the top of my head, and he was like yanking it, yanking it up, and it just wasn't quite elastic enough, and he like dropped me. <laughs> and Zach used to have these couches, and on the back of the couch it was like wood. It was this wooden back, but it was like the whole back. And he, he I slipped out of his hand, and my head smacked off the wooden couch. <laughs> I do remember that one. <laughs> so Again, party like over. If we had a new candy that came out that parents were worried about, like Jim choked on. Oh yeah, like, like he always had. I forgot about all those like times that. I almost died choking. I used to choke a lot too. Ten years. Oh my god, it's all coming back to me. I think I I think I'm sort of black these things out. That there was that Probably time because you almost died. I mean, this one is my all-time favorite choking in Zach's house memory. <laughs> Zach, you—I don't know where you were. You were not there when this happened. You were outside or something like that. And I did the Mentos commercial, you know, Mentos, the fresh maker, and I tried to do that. And I so I cocked my head back and I popped the Mentos down my throat. And it went directly into my throat. <laughs> I started choking oh, no. almost immediately Ugh. by imitating this commercial. And uh, I ran over to your dad, and I just was, like, pointing at my throat, and my face was getting red. And he was like, what is it, Jimmy? You hungry? <laughs> he was he was talking to me like I was Lassie, and there was a fire. <laughs> was Trouble like, at the house, Jimmy! He's like, what? Run! What? what do you need, Jimmy? Go, girl! Are you, are you hot? And then at one point, he goes, holy fuck! Because <laughs> he realized I was choking. And your dad straight up almost tackled me he just grabbed me and threw me over the sink and yanked and just like did the only strongest heimlich and he made me puke into the sink and i puked out the mentos and i lived yeah man and then i found you you were like outside or something and, I, and, then I, and you were like what happened to you dude? drastic <laughs> yeah. measures is what happened and i was like ah you wouldn't believe it bro <laughs> Let- this is why this is why that life potion didn't work. You had to go to the doctor. <laughs> I, know, I know the harshness of real life. I like how the life potion cost ten thousand bucks, but the doctor cost two bucks. <laughs> Let's continue the the journey. Do you f- feel better now, Josh? Yeah, now I do. Real better? A lot better? Of course. Do I look better? Of course I do. I can see me. Okay, let's get on our journey again. But first, um, doctor, can we rest here? Of course, of course. You can stay here as long as you'd like to. Um, you're the leader, Josh. Do you think we should rest here? No, let's get on our journey quickly so we can get, um, claws vein. Guys, man, I'm getting out of here. Ah! Uh. Is it something you said? Can you say it's something I said? It's something I said, I think. Claws. 
I think it's Claus Vane. He must be afraid of Claus Vane. A whole lot. If I heard that name, I wouldn't just open the door screaming. You little, you little, you little, you little, you little dumbage. You work for Claus Vane. I know it. Gods, gods, get them. What are we going to do? He has no guards. There's no guards in a doctor's place. Oh, yeah. Please. What's the trouble? Two people, they work for Claus Vane. Stick your hands up. We got no hands. How can you stick them up? <laughs> Stop making those jokes to a policeman. Let's just jump out the window and get away. Okay, whispered Josh. Follow them, bees. Come on, let's steal those cars, the police cars. Yeah. Well, you're the one that can drive. I'm only I'm only 18, and I'm 50 years old, but I'm not old yet. Just try driving. <laughs> okay, here I go. <laughs> I think it's Claus's, Claus Vane's castle. But he lives in the sky. Maybe it's Claus Vane's castle when you go to the top of the castle and it teleports us there. Maybe. Could happen. Okay, let's go to the top of it then. Alright, let's go. Jeez, Josh. It's being really long. We're almost there. Finally, at the top of the castle. Yeah, I see the teleporter. It's right over there. I don't see it. I see it. See that little door thing? There's nothing behind it. That must be where they teleport. Okay, open the door and let's jump in. I can't. They feel like there's like something in front of it. Uh, it must be something invisible. Like... Vanish of Doom, and it feels so big. Oh, then Josh face. Teleport, your fool. Teleport, teleport, you fool, and let me see your face. Yeah. Why should I? And Vanisher of Doom hit Jeff on his chin and knocked him against the wall. And you say. Hey, why did you get to my friend? Hey, what are you doing to my friend? Now I'm gonna kill you bad! Oh yeah, right, try it! Okay, then, then Vanish of Doom goes flying. So far, he falls out of the building. Then Josh gets Jeff and carries him, opens the door, and goes into the teleport, then he teleports up into the cloud. You were going to say, Zach? You know, every time Jim gets a line, he sounds so much 
better and like more excited. He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this, and I'm like, boop, boop, boop. you, you seem like you're really concentrated on writing the story, and I'm like way more interested in, in sounding cool. I feel like that's what I, what I get from it. You know, that's kind of like the dynamic we have right, right now, now on this, this show. <laughs> It just keeps going. It just keeps going. Just like as long as my voice sounds cool and I have this cool character, everything will be glorious. Zach, you and I have a lot in common. You clearly like to create and run the show. You didn't write this whole entire thing. You wrote it as we as you went along. I can only imagine how long it would have taken somebody that young of age to write a script of this epic proportion. Like what I enjoy about fantasy and things like that now, I kind of like rules in a fantasy world. Uh, even though it's fantastic and like strange things are happening, I, I like when people commit to their world in a way. Nothing happens that like didn't make sense. It's something that wouldn't have worked in that world. I guess I just like rules. It's probably why I was like, hey, Jim, don't curse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All I said was shit. I said, it's just like some kind of shit. And you were just like, oh, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I like how even you're char- like, in character. Yeah, in character, you're like, no. Every time the word fuck was said during the Dansker Zone, I actually went back and I recorded over it, so I was sort of censoring myself. So that was really interesting to hear you trying to basically fan Jimmy away from saying any bad words. Also, you were seven. Let's <laughs> let's take it back to the fact that you guys are far too young to be even saying words like this. But I mean, we knew them. It was Brooklyn. You know, I always make the uh, I always tell people the same idea that like my parents cursed way more than I ever did. Oh sure, and still do. Yeah, you can't you can't get away from no, it. No, it's true. But in the old fantasy world. He's trying to keep you stuff. Know, I remember Beetlejuice. I think it might be the first time I heard the word fuck. Yeah. In, a, in like a TV show or anything where he was like, nice fucking model. Yeah, exactly. Nice <laughs> fucking model. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you, when you saw that, you know, you were like, oh my God, <laughs> we're, we're allowed to watch this. Beetlejuice was was probably my favorite movie for, for a lot of years growing up. If you remember my friend I, upstairs from me, loved this girl, Annie, and I used to watch it with her every weekend for years like every single saturday we would i would go up to her apartment we would watch beetlejuice i've probably seen it like 30 times it's ridiculous it's really on another level and you get to see skinny alec baldwin which is always weird (laughs) (laughs) oh yes we do have only a few more clips left i definitely am excited to hear how this death-defying slime castle experience ends I'm trying to get to this thrilling conclusion. You know that Vanisher of Doom is just going to vanish again. I mean, (laughs) this is what he does. Let's find out. Up the cloud? How come you're teleporting here? It's very dangerous. This is all what we wanted to do. This was our journey, just to get up to this stinking cloud. Now we're going to have to fight. Uh huh. My chin is still bleeding. Look at me. Look at my hand. It's bleeding because that's a punch. Yeah, you're right. From the Minotaur, it's still bleeding? Yep. What was the Minotaur again? What was his name? His name was Vanisher of Doom. Oh yeah, we gotta get that wizard. Which wizard? <laughs> Vanisher of Doom threw a lightning bolt at Josh and Jeff. They ducked. 
and it missed them, but they broke their clothes because the end of it. Whoa! Josh! It broke my clothes and almost got me! Yeah, me too! I got a gun on my back now! Oh! How are we gonna kill Vanisher of Doom? I don't know! I've got it! Do you still have that rope? No, I chopped it in half, but we only have two pieces. No, but I chopped it in half, we only have two pieces. Well, good! I'll use my rope, and then we'll make it a long, long rope. Yeah. Okay. And Jeff and Josh threw the rope and tied the rope on Vanisher of Doom's leg. It tripped him, and he was and he was right on the edge of the cloud. He fell down, but they were still holding on to him. They cut the rope. And Vanisher of Doom fell to his death. We killed him, Josh! We killed him! Yeah, we did it! Yes! Aren't I smart? I knew we should do that. Yeah, you're very smart. Uh-oh, here comes Claw's vein. You know what that means? Trouble. Big, big, big trouble. Now, let's do what we did on Vanisher of Doom to Claw's vein. Yeah, but I don't have. Yeah, but I don't have a rope anymore. Remember, we cut the rope. Oh yeah, and the rope fell down. Yup. I know what we can do. I got a really good idea. How about we catch the sword to our axe? We both attach our sword to the axe, and we attach an axe to another axe and use it on him. Yeah, that'll cut him into bits. Yeah, we better do it. Who are you? Let me be him for a minute. Who are you talking to? We're talking to you, little bossy. You're talking to me? I'll kill you, you fools! Come on, let's use it on now! They chopped right through the cloud and put a cup and put a cut on Troll King's um, foot. What they did was, uh, what what um, Troll King what what Troll King did was. He punched them so hard, they were hanging at the very edge of the cloud, and their hands were going through the cloud. Ah, uh, we're gonna fall! No, we aren't! We're heroes! We can do magic! Magic! We must think very hard and make us live! I know! Let's get back up and put that melting powder on them. We still got a little left. But the bag fell off when I was holding Don on the cloud. I mean, on the ledge of the rock. No, it didn't. You put it in your pocket. And I took it out. And now I have it in my pocket. I'll take it out and throw it on him. Okay, here we go. Yeah, but he has armor on. Very, very titanium armor. And 
And that stuff can't break through titanium. The bars were metal. You said it could break through anything. You must have been lying. I didn't know. I just read the label and it said only metal and wood and everything else except titanium. Oh my god. But there's a little spot that is not titanium. His face. And if we melt his face, then he'll die. But anyway, we gotta think really hard if we want to live anyway. Because our heads are sinking very fast. Think very hard, very, very hard that we're going to live. Let me think. I got it! I know what we can do. Let's put... No, what happens is, we, we think so hard that we can't Destroy you in one second, like this. Ow! Ow! We're gonna get him. Yeah, I'm gonna get you for that, you stupid troll. Let's see if we can do that again. Think very, very hard to destroy him. Suddenly, a person that knew magic floated down. You have defeated Claus Vane. You are the heroes of the world. Anytime there's trouble, you may go if you would like to. Here are teleporting powers. Now you can teleport back home to your safe land. Yes, thanks, guy. We'll thank you when we get back to Earth. Yeah. Okay, see you. See you, man. Bye-bye. That was the story of Josh and Jeff on a doom journey. The end. That's all, folks. You guys wrapped it up pretty quickly. <laughs> like how I go, that's all, folks. <laughs> A third of it, as Jimmy had pointed out, was entirely inaudible. But we got injured. There was there was a lot of. I mean, I can I, only I, imagine what happened uh, in the whole middle portion. I sort of like how the ending just became an '80s movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, like George Carlin coming down. Yeah, like when we're trying to figure out how to beat him, it's like, instead of figuring out, it's like, nah, yo, just believe, just believe, yo, we got it, we got it. And then we're just like, huh? and all of a sudden you were like, yo, we got powers. I like that. You're like, don't worry, son, we're heroes. We got pa-. Like it really, it kind of built up to all of those old movies. Like, 
uh, the sword and the stone. Yep. And, you know, the never-ending story, like you mentioned, that we were special and that we got to this point and there was like, there's a reason we're here in the clouds right now, man. We can beat them. And we finally beat him, and we high-five. Like, the end of an 80s movie. Yeah, it always ends. Frame. Say that? A freeze frame of the high-five, precisely. That's how every 80s movie ends, uh, and that's how this movie ended. Gosh, I mean, you got you brought you borrowed from a lot of influences uh, for this Doom journey, and uh, you never heard it again, did you? <laughs> you, you said you made uh, uh, sequels, though. But there were other ones, yeah. I know that the, yeah, we... there's definitely a part two and a part three, but I think we like lost our patience a lot quicker with the other ones. I think you're right. I remember that there was there was a magical feeling while we were recording the first one, and we were like so amped about it. And you're right that we tried it again, and I do remember giving up. Remember, like being halfway and being like, ah, we just couldn't come up with a story that was as good or, or that we thought was as good. I suppose we're like, nothing was like that first Doom Journey, son. It's just magical. <laughs> Keep chasing that Doom Journey dragon. <laughs> You've got like a history, though, of uh, doing a lot of uh, this creating worlds. And uh, as teased before, doing stop motion animation uh, seems to be something that you're continuing to do. Is that uh, what this project that you have on Kickstarter currently is? Or is that just like a specifically, just like a straight up short film? Well, the, uh, I mean, it's sort of a reimagined uh, version of the Herman Melville story, Bartleby the Scrivener. It takes place in, in, like, a more modern time, but it's still got a lot of this, like, 90s, like, crappy computer feel and things like that in an office. But it's all been constructed. It, it just uh, took a very long time. It, it's about 13 minutes long, and it took us about uh, seven months to uh, shoot it. Jeez. Uh, yeah, as a stop motion. Yeah, it's, it's a little nuts. But, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, I try to, with my, I guess any, any creativity I have towards towards that now, and uh, it's up on it's up on Kickstarter. I think the campaign's over, but uh, there's like a trailer and uh, you know a couple clips and things like that. And they can just go uh, look up on Kickstarter Bartleby, and it'll be the first uh, search you if the first result you yeah, see rather. Definitely. I mean, yeah, it'll, you know, or if it doesn't, then Bartleby uh, stop motion will definitely come up. I mean, cool. I, I it's it's so funny that you ended up doing stop motion because. Um, Anyone that knows Zach knows that he's into any creative process that is painstakingly difficult. He, anything that will cause him emotional and just internal anguish, he's down. He is down like a clown. I mean, he's the kind of guy where he comes and he gets a video game and he puts it on the hardest difficulty. And then you just listen through the wall to hear... Rah, 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 ah! <laughs> yeah, when I, I remember I first told Jim when I was getting more into it. Uh, and Jim's first reaction was like, of course you're doing stop motion you don't like anything unless you have to bash your head through it oh yeah <laughs> and i'm like oh my god i thought about like you know relationships and things like that i think he's, I think he's right <laughs> yeah i mean for for me i like things fast and slick i i'll, I'll take it i'll take the easy road anytime but zach we, we, for, for us being so close we were we were on the opposite ends of that spectrum zach poots here on Lost in Rowound. Come back again for another edition next week at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Lost and Rowound on Radio Free Brooklyn.